Mitsubishi. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, lax rats alike, welcome back to the Crease Dive. Today is Friday, February 12th. And not only is the 2021 college lacrosse season back, but it is in full swing. We've got games underway. We've got the season going. Jake, it, uh, it, it, it's been a while. It's been probably like 11 months since, uh, since we've had a season, but welcome back. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling good, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be here. Uh, I mean, it, it's always nice to be, to be talking lax, you know, there was, it kind of didn't seem real, right? You know, we, we, we talked about, you know, the season's coming, season's coming, season's coming. And like, you like halfway believed that it wasn't going to happen, you know, because like you've been, you know, disappointed by stuff being canceled. And I mean, you know, yeah, rightfully so. But, you know, I was, I mean, I, it was just, it was fucking awesome. It, it was fucking awesome to watch lacrosse last weekend. Um, you know, in, in, in the past five days, you know, we've had one, two, three, four, five, six, you know, seven games. And, and that's, you know, seven division one games, excuse me. You know, D3 is where all the real lacrosse gets played. People know, people don't, people forget. Um, but it, it, it's been great, dude. You know, I think some of these programs really show that it can be played through COVID. And uh, oh, hang on, I'm going to sneeze. Whew. Boys, uh, you know, it's just it, it, it shit happens. Um, it's just, um, it's great to be back, Jordy. It's it's great to be back. You, you just, you can't say anything more than that. Listen, like I I know that there are people out there in the lacrosse world who it, it it's in vogue to shit on Quint, um, but there was nothing. But but there was nothing better. Then that Friday afternoon, Duke versus Denver. Uh, mm. I was actually I, I, I was on the road for like the first quarter of it, so I had to uh, uh, hashtag Hulu has live sports. So I had to like stream it on my phone as I was driving, and then just like play the audio through the Bluetooth. Um, but there was just nothing better than hearing Quint and hearing Anish, e- even like on like the little like two second delay that they have going on with these broadcasts right now, just because they're not calling it from the location, Mm -hmm. just hearing that voice was, uh, I, I would say it was therapeutic. Like it was like, it was like that nice warm embrace that I've been longing for, for the past 10, 11 months. Um, so, you know, again, like I know people like the shit on Quint, but don't lie. I know for a fact that everyone listening right now was so happy to hear his voice on that Friday afternoon. I mean, yeah, you gotta be lying. You know, if you, if you weren't like super pumped, you know, to, to hear, I mean, it, I, I turned on lacrosse and I, you know, I had it to, you know, I, I turned the subwoofer up to, you know, on unreasonable levels just so I could, I could hear, you know, the, you know, maybe just the slightest breathing into the microphone of Quint, you know, that's, that's the really stuff. That's the stuff that you really want. But um, yeah, we had a great, we had a great weekend, man. And, you know, you know, it's, it's, I'm sure it's been tough uh, for these teams, you know, grinding in the off season without really any guarantee that the season will happen. And, you know, unfortunately some of these guys in the Ivy weren't able to do so. um, And it looks like they're not going to be able to do so. So, you know, there, there might be some roster moves that we can talk about in the future, but as of right now, I don't think that, you know, it's purely speculation and, you know, Jordy and I, we've never been known to speculate. Uh, we're just, we're not, like, we're not those guys. We deal in facts and we deal in truths. Anything that's right. besides that, not for us. 
you know, you know, speaking of facts, uh, there were a couple, were a couple big, big time names making big time moves this weekend. Um, I, I just, I just clicked open. I mean, I wasn't going to, let's see, let's be honest. I wasn't going to turn on the Towson Virginia game because Towson freaking stinks. Uh, you didn't hear it from me, but they are not good. Um, but I saw my boy, Charlie Bertrand had six points. Uh, that's a guy coming from division two, making the jump to division one and absolutely making a splash, buddy. Six points. Let's fucking go. Um, but I mean, yeah, Towson stinks. Let's just lead off there. It, it's a shame because, you know, they look so good. And like, like, I think like so Virgi- good. And I think Virginia looks so like Virginia as lacrosse perspective, like, what what we saw this weekend, I think, will be a, a pretty uh, regular theme throughout the rest of the year that Virginia, North Carolina, Duke, like those teams will be pretty stick, sick and loaded like the whole year. Um, but like from a purely like style perspective, I think that Virginia just looks fucking terrible, especially uh, with the sleeveless jerseys. Um, you know, I, I think everyone knows. Garbage. How- I think everyone knows where we stand on that one. Um, we are fully on board with Diggs tape, uh, ban sleeveless uniforms, just throw Post all the, throw throw all the slander that way. Um, but as far as lacrosse, yeah, like Towson, they look so good, so they should be better. They were terrible last year. Looks like they're not going to be any good again this year. Um, Charlie Bertrand, I am so excited for Virginia to make it to Memorial Day weekend just so mm. we can hear how many references to this guy came from Division Two we get out oh, of yeah. the podcast. Because it, I mean, like, it's it, like, like, and, and like you have you have to talk about it, you know, like you it, have to, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's not one of those things that like you can like just like gloss. It's like, yeah, okay, like we we want to like this kid is snapping right now, but like. We, we need to find a way to like make the point like, Hey, like this isn't some like guy who, you know, that, that uh, Lars like was able to get as a seventh grader because he was like nasty. Like, no, this is a D2. But when Virginia is there in uh Memorial day weekend, that is going to be the new uh, Chris Hogan used to play lacrosse. No, absolutely. And I mean, to be, uh, to be honest, it's just, you know, it's, it, it, it's just filler for the, for the new, for the commentators, you know, you know, the, you know how it is, you know, you just got to fill in stuff, but I mean, if for all intents and purposes, he's really, you know, these guys are really just graduate transfers. I mean, it's, it's, it's not like it hasn't happened before, but um, you know, uh, another big show out this weekend, Um, not in the sense that of a, of a, like a, like a good showing, um, I don't really, I, I'm, I, I'm, Duke was very, I was very confused by Duke this weekend. Uh, you know, they, they came away um, with, with two dubs, you know, the first over Denver and the first and the second over Bobby Moe. And speaking of Bobby Moe, we will have a legendary seventh year. Yes, you heard me right. Seventh year, Jimmy Perkins uh, of Robert Morris University on for the interview. So look out for that. That's coming up after the jump. But uh, back to Duke. I mean, fundamentally, that Duke Denver game. I don't think that they either team dropped a pass. Those boys were absolutely fucking dialed in. But Duke, I mean, Sour, what, what do we expected? Like a ten bagger from Sowers, and like he had one and three in the first game, and then you know he kind of, kind of quiet in the second. You know, like what is? 
I know we said we don't speculate, but I'm just going to go back on it now. Is Michael, is Michael Sowers, is he, is Michael Sowers trash? I, I, I'm I just did, kidding. I, Disclaimer. I well, <laughs> well, no, I, cause I did get a little ahead of myself during the first half of that game. Um, because, you know, cause Duke has two things going against them right now. Like obviously just like everybody else, they don't have much of an off season, like whatever fall ball mm-hmm. they had would, would have been, um, you know, a little, you know, chaotic and you know everything's kind of being held together by like band-aids and bubble gum right now um and so like you don't have enough time to like you know because you're bringing in brennan o'neill as a freshman you're bringing in michael sowers as you know a first year transfer to duke so like you don't have all that time to build that chemistry um so they looked bad in that first half like they looked i thought (laughs) they didn't look great at all now no like it's not even that they didn't look like they looked pretty bad and uh i i had tweeted out there like oh my God, like we're getting a fifth year of Michael Sowers. And what if he doesn't make the tournament again? Because Duke is actually bad. Um, Then in that second half, they started to pour it on. Um, But yeah, so like Duke has one, they they just hit my microphone there a little bit. So, uh, but Duke has the, the no like quote unquote train, like no, real preseason um, going against them just like everybody else. And then also it's still February and everybody knows that Duke is uh, traditionally trash in February. So the fact that they were able to come away with both of those wins on Friday and Sunday um, kind of shocking to me. Like I I thought that they were definitely going to lose one of them. Um, Yeah. I mean, right now, if if we're going to speculate on anything, Turns out that this is just a huge speculation episode. Um, if we're going to speculate on anything, if I'm TD Erland right now, I, I know that TD went on uh, went on to the post game podcast. Check them out on on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, friends of the program, uh, I, I know that he went on the post game and mentioned that the plan was to transfer to Denver uh, for his final year of eligibility this year, since Yale won't have a season. You think after watching those two games from Denver against Duke and North Carolina, you, you think he's walking back on that decision at all? Because, like, Denver looked bad. Like, Duke looked bad in the first half, and, and Denver was kind of just having their way. Uh, but ever since then, I mean, they fell apart in that second half to Duke, and then they got waxed by North Carolina. By the way, North Carolina, best-looking team in college lacrosse. Yeah, that was uh, just briefly. North Carolina was just uh, I, I talk about an absolute wagon, but yeah, I mean, you look I, at, I love I, mean, I love when Chris Gray does that. He he runs that one play where he God. um where where he looks like the best lacrosse player in the world. That play that he runs is always my favorite. And he's a fucking freak, dude. I I I, I seriously just don't understand, but um. I mean, yeah, Denver. Denver coming out of the gate, zero and two, kind of strange. Uh, you know, well, they, they, I, they did have one win against Utah, which was dicey, a, a, a one goal win. Um, sure, sure. But yeah, I mean, but, but, but maybe but they back, came out of back to back losses in the AC. Yeah, yeah, back, you know, back to back losses, and, and that, that's that's tough, right? You know, that's that's super tough. Um, but I mean, even you know, even that win against Utah was only by one. So it's like. Um, you know, where does Denver stand? I think, I think what, what they kind of ascertained that at least the commentators did was that, uh, 
and I agree with them is that the, the defense wasn't as strong as it has been in previous previous years. And, you know, I mean, obviously North Carolina puts up 24 against you. Like that's absolutely ridiculous. Also, uh, lots of pulled goalie action this weekend. How, how fucking like, how about that? Uh, what Denver went up in the Duke game by like five, four or five yeah. pretty well, quick. Because, pretty... Yeah, cause Duke, Duke had the transfer from yeah, St. Joe's who went yeah, in. Duke, and Duke took Mike Adler out and put in Turner Upgren. And, and I mean, Adler was not seeing the ball. Let's just, let's, by the way, let's... How, how, how old is Turner Upgren? Because we just had Jimmy Perkins. Uh, and, and, and again, like, <laughs> like Jake mentioned, you'll, you'll hear from Jimmy Perkins after the hot right. Um, but I feel like Turner Upgren has also been in school for like, he, he's got to be getting a while. All right, I'm 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 taking a look, but you can you can so, go. So 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 this is this is good radio, right? I'm gonna announce. I'm gonna commentate while you're doing this right now. So Jake is uh, yeah, graduate student. He, he's he's on... been playing. Oh, his redshirt season was 2016. Uh, so like, I mean, this. So he's a he's a fifth year, but still, that's a yeah. that's a long. That's that's still you know longer well, than the, a majority. Right? I, I think the the first year of this podcast, which. You 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 were you were not around for the first year, um, but I think that was 2018. So he would have been in in school longer than than this podcast. So everyone who's been in school longer than this podcast is ancient. That's true, and that I mean, you know, that's that's that means a lot of people are ancient. But yeah, I mean, they pulled they you know they pulled Adler, put an upgrin. I mean, you just. It was just an interesting weekend. Um, I mean, obviously, my key takeaways from the weekend, Denver's defense blows. Uh, it, where is TD going? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Uh, North Carolina confirmed wagon. And Duke is Michael Sowers a bust? Is Michael Sowers a bust? And obviously, before people, like, somebody's going to enter my mentions and just, like, eviscerate me. I'm, I'm not serious. I am the biggest Michael Sowers fan there is. I thought that... I mean, when he was playing against Robert Morris, yes, he didn't have a 10-bagger, but, like, watching the defense try to keep up with him, like, it just run with him is hilarious because they can't. It's, it's, it's impossible. He's pretty much just unguardable in a sense. But uh, Robert, Goal, the, Robert Morris's goalie kept him in that game, Savage. He's a savage. Savage? Savage? But he's a savage regardless. But, yeah. Um, I mean, what, what, what I'll say about Michael Sowers is uh, when are teams going to realize, like, don't let him hang you up at X. Ugh. The moment, the moment that that happened, like, I, I, I just, I don't know what the thought process is that like, I, I feel like there are probably some, like uh, some calculator nerds out there who are like, well, the percentage of him, uh, you know, getting an assist for a goal or are, are much lower than if you play him behind there. Like, no, Every time he has his guy hung up at X, you know he's going to murder you, especially especially now that he has just a big, big body like Brendan O'Neill to force the ball to while he's back there setting up. Like, if he has you hung, go back there and try to play him and, like, force him to do anything besides giving him, like, 15 seconds to dissect your defense while he has cutters getting open for him. Because you're at least, you know, forcing him to move in some facet, right? And, you know, you're, you're, you're banking on, you know, a backside cut making an error or him making a bad pass, which, to his credit, he really rarely ever does. But, 
Um, I mean, you see what North Carolina does. You know, Chris Gray ends up behind. Chris Gray ends up alone behind the cage so much. It's almost. It, it's. It's almost like the play's drawn up like that. If you really, if you really think about it. But I mean, uh, you know, North Carolina confirmed wagon. Uh, if you just want to transition right into that, that box score was ridiculous because Gray had seven, and then I mean, Nikki saw. I mean, there were one, two, three. There were four guys with three three goals or plus. That's kind of insane. Um, I mean, but you know, Connor McCarthy, uh, who, who you know was kind of Michael Sowers' counterpart at Princeton, is playing for UNC. So it was good to see McCarthy out there. Um, I mean, but you know, we're it, it, on the other hand, the guys over the guys over at Denver, um, you know, they put up a, a decent, you know, a decent amount. You know, Jack Hannon, Ethan Walker, Shuler Blair, which fucking cool ass name, right? Um, and then Jackson Morrill, Yale transfer, as always. It's so tough, like, you know, talking about, like, the first two weekend, you know, the first weekend or two of lacrosse because, you know, we'll come back in eight weeks and literally the whole landscape is different. Everything yeah, will and, be fucking different. And, like, obviously, like Denver's schedule gets, like, a little easier from here, like, once they start playing some more Big East teams. So, like, they'll, they'll have their chance to yeah. make – like, they'll make the tournament – and by then, like guys like Jackson Morrill and, and Lucas Kotler will have a little bit more time to develop with the rest of that offense in Denver after transferring. And, um, you know, I, I guess TD will, will most likely end up there as well. And, you know, that'll help them just, you know, especially when your defense isn't playing great, like getting all those possessions from TD just being an absolute freak will help. Um, so, yeah, like, it, I mean, it, it's definitely – like every single year in the beginning of the season, it's tough to say like, oh, well, like, you know, these are the teams that are, these are the teams that are good. These are the teams that like you say shit in February and you look like a fucking moron in May. Like that's just like the way that it usually goes this year, even more, especially because so many teams aren't playing yet. Um, so many teams still have to get their season going. And then throughout the rest of the season, like there'll be plenty of games that get canceled. There'll be plenty of games that get postponed. Um, teams will have to pick up a different, uh, you know, they'll, they'll randomly have to pick up a different uh, opponent. Like I, I know, uh, I, I think army just got added to someone's schedule. Um, so it, it'll definitely be a little weird. Um, speaking of schedules though, I, I do want to point out that Syracuse, I don't know what is going on, but I like, I, I don't know, like is who, who, who runs the NCAA? Is it like Mark Amert, something like that? Um, Hitler. Yeah, I think it is. so. Hitler must have went to Syracuse <laughs> because Cuse has like nine home games and only three away games this season. Like, think wow. about how much of an advantage that gives you, especially in a year like this, where like traveling is such a like. Think about Denver. Like, yeah, like they looked like shit for six quarters this weekend playing against Duke in North Carolina, but like they had to travel from Denver traveling right now. I don't know if you've tried to get on a plane lately, not the easiest thing in the world. I don't know if you've, you've, you know, you've had to travel across country, certainly uh, something that would drain you a little bit at this point in the, the world's history. Um, so, you know, they had to do all this traveling. Then they had to play against like two 
sick teams back to back over the weekend. Meanwhile, Syracuse just gets to like roll out of their couch and go play nine games this season. So they, uh, I mean, they hit the lottery big. We'll, we'll have to talk to some of those boys as the season goes on and see, you know, just what, just how much Desco paid for that schedule. I mean, it's okay. So maybe they get away with it because they play Virginia and Notre Dame in the Carrier Dome, and then they travel to play Virginia and Notre Dame again back to back at the end of the season. So maybe they work something out in that sense. But they got to play Notre Dame twice, and they got to play Virginia twice. Virginia is not a team I'd want to play twice. No, uh, that's that's not a team I want to play. But I mean, they've got a. I mean, Syracuse is in outside of your typical, uh, you know, outside of Vermont, Stony Brook, and Hofstra. They've got to play everyone else is ranked. And then the the Albany game is always a crapshoot because that's just that's like a that's like a rivalry game basically. So you know, anything can happen there. So like. I mean, they've got a they've got a pretty much a gauntlet for a schedule, but yeah, nine games at home. Come on, bud. Come yeah. on. Also, I mean, again, like I know Towson's in a down few years in their program, um, mm-hmm. but for Virginia to do what they did against Towson without Matt Moore and without Doc Sakin, like just think think about how lethal that team is going to look when, and like, and then you got to start thinking like, okay, like who comes off the field for those guys? Because like it's Doc Sakes and, and Matt Moore, like they're going to get on the field, but like, like, do you put Kyle Connor Schellenberger at, do you run him out of the box? I don't think he can at this point. I think he kind of proved no. himself in game number one. Um, Charlie Bertrand, like, do, do you run him out no, of the he's box? Too, he's too big. I mean, he, you could, you could just have him, you know, run him out of the box and toss him the ball and just have him downhill on his fur. On it. Cause he's, <laughs> yeah. like, he's like, he's just, he's like, he's what? He's 6'2", 205, 210, and he, he runs like a horse. You literally just roll him the ball at the middle of the field. He dodges downhill goal. And then you mean yeah. you got Peyton Cormier too. You know, that those three is, I mean, find me, I mean, and and then you start thinking, I mean, <laughs> okay, like do do you run Matt Moore out of the box? Yeah, I was gonna say you. Can, I mean, <laughs> like, at that point, you've got. I mean, you, you run. Oh my god, is that does Virginia have the best midfield in all of college lacrosse? Well, midfield and attack because I mean, you know, like, I'm, I'm just saying midfield and and uh, so who's the? Yeah, no, do do they the best? You know, uh, that's that's insane to me, but. I, I sorry, I'm just I'm just thinking about you know where where you put those guys, but yeah. So Doc Sakin uh, was finishing up football, right? So I so he was going to play football at Villanova, at Villanova. But, but they're going to do a spring season, so he okay. never had a chance to play. But That's so right. he, sorry, but, he, the, but he's back. It, it it was it was very forgive it, me, and, and I don't think really, and and I'll be honest, like they're it was tough to keep up with a lot of things. So like, maybe I missed this when it was like initially announced, but I feel like I didn't know that Doc's Aiken was back at Virginia until like, like middle of January. So, and, and, and like, and like, that's just, that's just kind of like how this season's going to go where like a lot of these guys and like, there are still guys that are on the move again, like TD is going to be at Denver at some point. Um, and if he's not, then blame the post game for that. Um, That's true. 
you got to wonder like what Jeff Teat is going to be doing because it, it seems like he won't be at Cornell this year and they won't have a season. Um, so there's still so many moving pieces in the season. Um, so there, there are some teams right now where you can look at them and be like, yeah, like that is a team that is going to be there at the end. Teams like Virginia, teams like North Carolina. Um, I'm sure that Duke will get it. Like they haven't looked like world beaters at this point, but it's only a matter of time before Michael Sowers is like, okay, I, I get what we're doing here. Now I'm going to do my thing and just like kill everybody. Um, and then Brennan O'Neill is going to okay, – like he, he looks bigger than pretty much everyone that he – played against so far in these two games um yeah he's a, just a, a big body 18 19 year old so um you know like there there are some teams where you know like okay like these guys they 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 loaded up you know they brought in some big names um and then like a team like virginia like they didn't bring in connor schellenberger this year like they no, already but just... like but but they get him for the first time because he missed off last year um yep so just some some big teams were able to reload, and then you know the, the rest of the the rest of the country like you you we really have no idea like High Point could come out and just be nasty, um, like so so many teams could surprise you this year with like how weird this season's going to be, um, where you know I, I feel like everything that we say in February we're gonna look smart on like. 30% of it and then 70% yep. we're going to look like total fucking idiots which That's is like true. almost par for the course. That's about par for the course. I'm okay with that, you know. Uh you know, I'm I think probably the game of the year I'd have to say would be Virginia at Duke in April because you've got Schellenberger, Cormier and Bertrand versus, you know, Duke's defense which and, looked and, really, and again looked really it's really just good. it's so sickening to talk about such a loaded attack unit without um mentioning like matt moore yeah without just casually mentioning you just toss matt moore back in there yeah you know that's 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 kind of insane so i mean i don't know man uh I, it was it was difficult uh to keep up with the with the crease dive on the on the you know on the Twitter account because it's just fucking Jerry and Greg talking about face off stuff the entire time. Uh, I'll, I'll just clouding up the timeline. I need different takes. I just don't care about the face off stuff. Don't care. I'm like Jay Cutler. Don't care. It's cool though. I mean, I get it's a different element of the game that's you know been been changed or whatever. But just it, maybe just, let's just eliminate it. Are we pro eliminating faceoffs? So we're not pro eliminating faceoffs, but I will say, um, I what I've seen so far this year, I like. It doesn't okay. seem like we've had any uh, real long battle so far. And like, don't get me wrong, like I, like I, I, I love the idea of the folk, like that, like little like spark plug on your team who sure. He like, needs a like, spot. He needs a it. spot. And like, you know, like it, you're, if, if you're on the sideline and your Fogo has like a, a, a face off that goes on for like 15, 20 seconds, like that feels like it's going on for like five minutes. And like, yes. you can hear the sideline, like building, 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 like as that battle goes on. But like, realistically, like what, like I, I, I like, it seems to be like a pretty quick, like, someone wins the face off and it's pretty 
clear right away and then the game gets going. So I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm going to have to hire like secret service to like watch out for Jerry and Greg, like coming to like have me assassinated after saying that. Um, but I don't mind the changes so far that I've seen. Granted, it's only been like a few games. Like I, I didn't watch the, uh, what, what, what was that first game of the year that wasn't even on? He couldn't even. I think someone had it like periscoped at Mercer. Was it Mercer, Mercer and Bellarmine? Bellarmine. Yeah. Um. So, like, I didn't watch that. Like, but, but, I. It was. It was the first. It was the first college lacrosse game in like 10, 11 months. I was not gonna watch some injured kid like periscope it from his iPhone 10. I think I'm sorry. I wasn't gonna do that. Um I I love lacrosse, but some of you guys love lacrosse so fucking much if you're gonna watch that. That's that's so true. Um I mean it's been nice uh at least at least talking about at least talking about lacrosse, experiencing the game, you know, um I and I and I get it, you know, I shit I shit on, you know, my good friend Jerry Ragnese and, and Greg Grenlian um about you know being excited about their craft on the on the tl it makes me sound like a fucking dick but at the same time like get a you know get a life nerds i wasn't gonna say get a job because jerry does you know the pro athletics no free ads jerry i have i have a bunch of his shirts they're fucking fantastic they're I, so I, comfortable i, I literally can't I, I you know what you want to do a little ad read for him uh i'm a big workout guy uh, and I'm really looking for, uh, you know, a kind of a, a good uh, made in America material. Um, I don't want, I want any of that overseas shit. And uh, I, I want something that wicks sweat, but also feels comfortable. Do you know anybody who does that? Well, here's the thing, because I do know someone who does that and it's uh, pro athletics, but here's the thing about pro athletics. Like you don't have to be a big workout guy, just like Jake, like you could be a medium workout guy like myself. Like I'll go to the gym, just so I don't get morbidly obese. I'm not going there to get jacked. I'm not going there to get shredded. I just want to look, I just want to be able to eat and drink on the weekend without getting super, super fat. Now I might have a little pudge on me, but when I throw on a pro athletic shirt, it manages to hide that. It makes me look like I'm in my prime. It hides, it, it, it fits in all the right places. And somehow Jerry Ragonese and his team of minions over at Pro Athletics have designed a shirt that make you look like a beast while feeling like you're a little baby being swaddled by your mommy. So Pro Athletics, use promo code uh, TCD and get uh, 95% off. Boom, Jerry, nailed that. Jerry, I swear to God, if you don't give people that discount, they will be angry. They're going to be angry with us, Jerry. Jerry, do you want us to look like idiots? I don't think you do. So I'll, I'll answer that question for you. Um, um, SNG is exciting. You know, the game is progressing, what have you. Uh, you, know, go, you know, going forward, I think, I think bottom line, you know, we're excited to be here. Uh, we're excited to, you know, continue our weekly thing with the Friday episodes and things. And uh, yeah, man. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously like there's not a ton to talk about. Like there's, there's only no. been a few games. There's only been a few different teams that are playing. So, um, you know, and, and, and there's, you know, like there, there'll be some news pop up every once in a while where, you know, teams might get things rescheduled shit like that. Um, so like we'll do our best to keep everything up to date as possible. Um, but you know, in, in the meantime, we don't want to bore you with like, Again, like no offense, Mercer Bellarmine, but like we're not going to talk about your game in depth because like 
five people care again no offense um also i mean you guys can you guys can also you know if there's something that you really want to hear about you can hit us up on instagram you can hit us up on twitter like and and dm us and be like hey we want you just to hear about this we want you to talk about this this week doesn't mean that we're going to do it but yeah. we'd love to interact yeah uh speaking of real quick uh quick quick shout outs uh so instagram and uh tiktok now the the, the crease dive is on That's tiktok right. i I'm, I'm not exactly sure what the exact I'm, I'm not a tiktok guy uh but uh dukes some of you guys if you follow barstool you probably know dukes dukes has been uh taking care of our instagram lately so he's been uh doing a great job keeping everything up to date with some highlights on there so make sure you follow at the crease dive on instagram uh our our, our good buddy josh miller has been taking care of the tiktok page um this is the part of the internet where i feel as old as i've ever been because i still do not fully understand tiktok but uh josh has been running the tiktok there so a lot of highlights being pumped out there uh jake's mostly on the the crease dive twitter and uh just 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 mucking it up there so again at the crease dive on twitter um so if if you're looking to Stay up to date with highlights and takes and what have yous. Those are the social accounts you should be following this year. Um, don't really think we have much else to get into for the first uh, couple weeks of the season. So obviously, you know, the, these will get, um, we'll have more to talk about once more teams start playing. But in the meantime, I think it would be best for everyone if we just move to our interview with Robert Morris's Jimmy Perkins because uh, Jimmy Perkins, great kid awesome conversation uh he's he's, you you can tell that he's seven years educated because unlike some of the kids that we've had on the show before he can actually formulate some sentences um so it's not saying not saying any names drake porter oh did i oh shit well he's canadian so he speaks love that guy Um, love that guy (laughs) but yeah so (laughs) let's kick it over to our interview with bobby moe's jimmy perkins All right, and joining us now, we've got the Van Wilder of college lacrosse in his seventh year of eligibility, fifth year at Robert Morris after spending the past two years out in the beautiful mountains of Utah. We've got Jimmy Perkins on the line. Jimmy Perk, thanks for joining us, and um, you know, I'm, I'm just glad that you know a man of your age was able to figure out the technology here to hop on Zoom. <laughs> Yeah, a little, a little past my bedtime, but uh, thank you guys for uh, for having me on. I totally relate to that. Uh, it's always nice talking to somebody who's uh, been taking college classes almost as long as I have. <laughs> so I'm I'm working on my third college degree um, in ten years. So it took me seven to do undergrad. And congratulations on finishing undergrad. And what was it? Was it four or five? I got four, four. You yeah. got four. So like, that's an accomplishment in and of itself. So, uh, did you take a post-grad year? Um, no, I did not. No. Okay. Sorry. So that would have been even more impressive if like you had reclassed <laughs> in high school and then taken a post-grad year and you would have been like 23 as a sophomore. That yeah. would have been incredible. It would have been so funny, but, uh, no, we're, we're pleased to have you on dude. Um, you know, I just want to lead off. Uh, I, I just I hate the way that they did you uh, on the tele on the t- Anish and did did you uh, uh, in the in the last game. Um, you know, when you got out on the field and you're out there and the boys were buzzing. Um, 
against uh, against Duke, they were making it sound like you were the fucking Make a Wish kid. And I was like, Jesus Christ, man. They're like, they're trying to get the seventh year senior. Old. I was like, dude, it's a perfect, I was like yelling at the TV. Like my wife was like so mad at me. I was like yelling at the TV. I was like, they're, they're doing him so wrong. And she's like, who is it? I was like, Jimmy Perkins. She's like, honey, I don't know who that is. I just expect her to know who Jimmy Perkins is. But I hated that. Uh, I just had to lead off with that. But so can you walk us through, um, you know, how you managed uh, to, to, to get to, the, to be the seventh year? Um, you know, J- Jordy and I are not any strangers to knee injuries. I've torn my ACL three times in my right knee, and he's got two. So just uh, so go ahead. Uh, walk us through. Give us give us the long version. We don't care. It's I know it's close to your bedtime. It's way past mine. So just give it to us. Uh, yeah. So I guess um, just starting back in high school um, it was kind of funny too because like I was, it was really really close to uh, not even like getting an opportunity to to play Division One lacrosse. Um, I had played uh, a little bit with Loan Away, a uh, local club team here in Pittsburgh, and uh, Coach Robbie Morasti. He uh, he had like coached me a bunch, and I had talked to him like in like uh, the previous months, like senior year, had like talked to like Mammoth for a little bit and then things like fell through and that was literally it. Um, so then I actually committed to a D2 school, uh, Lake Erie College, and then out of nowhere, uh, Robbie had reached out to me like literally this, like my last week of high school um, and was just like, hey, it's kind of out of the blue, uh, but Robert Morris is interested in offering your preferred walk-on spot. So kind of just like starting off was uh, kind of just like a little leap of faith there to, to head over to Bobby Moe, but I was, I was, I was super pumped about it. Um, parents were super supportive. Uh, so I was lucky to, to get the opportunity to start and then came in freshman year. Um, I saw someone had actually said that uh, with the fall balls, the unfortunate part about it is that I have done all seven fall balls. Um, yes. Game in the spring. So yes. never, never caught that break uh, to miss a fall ball, but uh, yeah, made it through fall ball first week um, back on campus, um, ended up tearing my MCL and PCL. So it was, was out my, uh, my freshman year and then I uh, came back in the fall, had some groin injuries in the, in the fall. And then like, just uh, kind of like accumulated over over the course of fall ball and um, led to sports hernia. So ended up getting sports hernia and had to have surgery on that um, the next spring. Um, so those were the first two years. And then from there, just uh, finished it out at, at Robert Morris, obviously had the, the two years out at Utah and then um, getting the COVID year last spring. So that's how we, we managed to milk out those uh, the extra three years. So I want to back up. PCL is extremely hard to tear. What the yeah. fuck did you do? Uh, it was just like a, it was a really snowy day, kind of icy a little bit on the field and just dove across the crease and landed on the, on the knee a little funny, but um, I guess it had to be at like a perfect 90 degree angle. Cause they say yep. it's normally in uh in like car or car accidents, I think like dashboards, yep. stuff like that. So uh, well, that's, that's perfectly on brand. Like what, <laughs> what, what a way to start you know, this new season of the crease dive with a guy who injured his knee <laughs> on a crease dive. Yeah. Couldn't ask for anything more than that. Tough, tough for the brand, but also full sends only. Um, <laughs> yeah. We'll touch on Utah in, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get there eventually. I know that, you know, Marcus, Will, and, and Gettleman, they're probably listening to this right now. And they're like, talk about Utah, talk about Utah. We'll, we'll get to you guys in a little bit. Um, 
when last year goes down and you realize like everyone's getting well it really wasn't that quick the nca kind of fucked around a little bit there and took a while to say but when you realize that everyone was able to get that extra year of eligibility back like was there in your mind were you like okay like i'm gonna go back to where it all started robert Moore, like right away or was there like i'm gonna stay at utah or did you reach out to any other coaches like how did uh going back to robert morris come about yeah yeah so i um so originally like i was kind of i mean i had finished my degree there it didn't really have any other options kind of like as far as academically and um I was just like kind of happy with where we were at and I was planning on trying to actually, I loved out West, wanted to stay out there. Um, but just kind of like started getting towards that May time of the year. Like I obviously took some time to like think about everything. It wasn't like, let's jump right into it. Um, with continuing to play college. Um, so I kind of like took that time, came to May and then I was talking to my parents and I was like, Hey, I'm, I think I'm going to, going to move back to Pittsburgh. Um, at the time, I like because I obviously would love to try to keep playing as long as I can. And um, with the MLL was kind of like up in the air uh, with with things and some opportunities there came about. But I was like, again, their coaching staffs were like honest and they were like, we might literally like they kind of only knew they might have that week long tournament. So kind of valued it of MBA or, <laughs> or a season uh, week long tournament. So, um, yeah, like I, as soon as I knew I was coming back to Pittsburgh, that's whenever I started thinking because I just knew I wouldn't wouldn't be able to afford living out there again for another year without uh without work. And so I uh reached out to Coach McMinn and um he was luckily like right on board with me and uh we were kinda like, just saw eye to eye with everything and um yeah, that's whenever he was like, We'd love to love to have you back. So that's how uh it was more so just making the move back to Pittsburgh and if I was gonna play, uh I wanted to wanted to do it back here. Uh, I totally get that. You know, it's it's funny. So you are 24 uh, right now. So you're 24. So I, I experienced kind of, it's literally, yeah, it's literally nothing like you, but <laughs> I like one of one of the, I, I kind of fucked around and, and did not play very much. And then I, I decided to play club down here at UGA, but I was 24 and I was not treating my body very well. So like <laughs> at 20, but like the, there's a point here, I promise. But like you can treat yourself like shit at 19 and absolutely just you can I mean you can go hard out with the boys on a Friday and then Saturday night you're showing up and you're your Saturday you can show up for a practice and be like yeah I'm a little I'm a little nauseous here and there but like you're out there but like at 24 it's like the difference of five years is wild right you know and ha have you experienced like I don't know. I, I don't, I don't well, want to like, especially, make, especially I don't want to make the joke so hard. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to like drive <laughs> the joke into the ground. Right. Like we were just like, somebody asked on Twitter was like, what was college lacrosse like during the great depression? Like, <laughs> like I get, I get it. Like you're, you're, you're old and you're still playing. Right. But like, there is a distinct difference between being at 19 and playing, you know, playing high level lacrosse and then being 24 and playing high level lacrosse. How much different is it? I mean, I, I mean, uh, for me personally, it's just like taking, it is like taking care of your body. Kind of like you were yep. saying, like, <laughs> I mean, if you uh, go out and have a couple, a uh, couple of drinks with the guys on the weekend, like you, uh, you definitely feel it a little more. <laughs> for sure. I, I used to think it was like a joke. Uh, <laughs> with people. Like, there like, you oh, go. You're only, you're only like 25, 26. And then I'm like, dang, yeah, you, you kind of, kind of regret it a little bit <laughs> now. So, um, but yeah, just that and like, and having to take care of my body, obviously like, 
been through a couple injuries there. Um, I just have to take a lot more time, like getting ready for practices in the morning. Like it's not freshman year where you can roll out of bed 10 minutes and run up to, to the facilities right before lift. It's kind of like, all right, I got to get up an hour, <laughs> get, get warmed up. And, uh, guys kind of laugh because I take a little extra time than they do to, to get ready for practice every day. But, uh, fuck them. It's different. Yeah. They don't get it. They don't well, get it. Well, because you know, here's the thing, like it, it, it's funny, like a seventh year player, like it's like a, uh, you know, it's, it's a pretty unique situation you have. Like uh, the kid from Rutgers that he, Cherlem, yeah. Cherlem, I can't, nobody Char- can pronounce his name. It Char- fucking Char- drives me nuts. Cherlem Beatties. Cherlem Charlembeaties. Okay. So like he, but like, so it's, it's a, it's a pretty rare situation, but like, so it's like funny for some people to talk about, but uh-huh. like, do, do you realize like, not really like how lucky you are because like the, you know, the back-to-back injuries probably sucked and like, yeah. I don't want to say, like, and, yeah. and, and, I, and I don't want to say anyone got lucky because of, you know, a, a global yeah. pandemic struck, but like you, you get to like, for canceled, a lo- Jordy. yeah, I know. <laughs> so that's the end of the crease dive. We will never get any sponsors. Um, but like for so many of us, like we, you know, we play whatever level of college across, it could be club D3, whatever. Um, you know, and you get your four years with your guys and then you graduate. And then from there, it's just like, like, what do you, what do you have? Like, it's men's league. And like, yeah, men's league is fun while, while you're playing, but like, there's nothing that compares to like being able to play with the guys that you live with and you travel with, and you know, you go through all these like different things together. Um, so like while you're here right now in, in your seventh year, like, like, is, is there a part of you that's like, like fuck yeah like i'm still doing this like this is oh, like pretty like yeah, it's because like you probably have some friends who you grew up with who were like stuck in an, well they're probably not in an office right now but like they've got some like accounting jobs or some shit and it's yeah. like yeah like have fun on your lunch break like i'm still doing this <laughs> yeah no definitely i kind of i kind of tried to get that message across to some of the guys on the team um we always have like our uh at rmu we have a cool tradition um our star speeches and I kind of brought that up. Uh, it's like right before our outside competition, we, we put our stickers on the helmets and kind of give our, our speeches. And I, I talked about that. I was like, you, like, I have so many friends that have so many real world responsibilities <laughs> that uh, I've kind of like dipped my toes into a little bit as I've gotten older here. But like, I mean, like, when are you ever going to get to go run around and play a game for two hours a day with 40 guys that you just, just love being around? And I mean, no matter what, I mean, some people get lucky with their jobs, but I mean, most of the guys I know, like they're at work and not necessarily absolutely loving it. And you're, you're only with a handful of people every day. So I, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely super lucky and uh, definitely don't take a day for granted out there. Now, you know, like, what, well, real, real quick, ahead. just to, to go off of, you know, like talking to the team, like, do you find yourself in that role of like, like quote unquote like team dad like often so far this season as like the like the guy who's just like throwing out that wisdom like oh like trust me i've been here for so long or or like or or does it just feel like you know like you can relate to the freshmen that are in there and it's just like kind of like hanging out like with your boys as it would be for anyone else like basically like where where do you feel like that relationship is like with you and the team is is it yeah so like, I, I'm, I'm the old guy passing down the knowledge or i'm just like one of the guys and i just happen to be a little older it's it's definitely a little bit of both um it's uh like just to set something straight i might be 24 but i still act like an absolute like 12 year old so uh <laughs> what do you think what do you think we're doing on here dude yeah what do you think so, we're doing 
<laughs> so like the disconnect there like isn't isn't nearly what what people make it out to be um and can definitely relate to all the guys still and everything um with that but yeah i mean obviously just like i mean i've, I've been around the game long enough uh fortunately so like just trying to help out guys as much as possible like in any way um i can whether it's like watching film and going do some extra work with them and just try to try to help them out because like when i was younger um I honestly like getting hurt at my younger age coming from pittsburgh like it's not it's far from a hotbed and i played very uh not, not very challenging lacrosse in high school so i, I don't think we, I, I was gonna wait until a little bit later to shit on pittsburgh lacrosse but you can do it right now if you want <laughs> but i mean it's definitely i mean it's gotten way better i mean hand, there was only a handful of guys um before and i mean i guess you could say seven years ago now but like there's only a handful of guys every year that would get an opportunity to to play division one and now like they're starting to get more and more kids which which is awesome to to see the game grow um but wait, what was what was the original question before you were couldn't tell you it's been a while um it's been a oh, while you, know, to, I, I, do, I, you think I, you're I, old <laughs> jesus i think i i asked about your relationship with with the guys and like it, oh yeah it, yeah but yeah but but, but you no, drilled it's, that it's answer solid yeah yeah no it's solid um but yeah just going back like oh yeah with getting hurt though like i don't think i would have been in a position to get nearly as much playing time or make an impact on the team just because of that transition so like in a sense, like I'm a big believer, everything happens for a reason and kind of having those injuries, it gave me those two years to learn a lot from other guys that were, that were older than me and kind of put that time in. So it's just kind of without them, I don't think I'd be nearly the player I am today. So just kind of pan it forward to younger guys as, as much as possible um, with the extra time I've had. You know, it's always, it's always nice too. I think that, you know, you mentioned, we talked about some of the guys, you know, who may not be as lucky I mean, there, there are people stuck in the office. There are people stuck at home. You know, I think that one of the things that, you know, the, the pandemic has affected is like, you know, the, the connection that you have, like with you, with other people. Um, because I mean, you could go, you can get your groceries delivered. You can work from home. Like you could go fucking months without seeing anybody and to be, to be able to be, go out in the field and, and rip it with your boys is, is great. And I'm sure you're super appreciative of that. Um, so let's talk about Bobby Moe a little bit. Uh, Bobby Moe has been uh, in the tournament, all right? You know, Bobby Moe has eclipsed uh, – they've been – they've eclipsed – they're almost there, right? You know what I mean? It's like there's an almost there thing. What do you think uh, – what do you think tips the scale other than – and this is just cheating – being Denver and just importing a bunch of Canadians? Like, what do you think <laughs> – uh, and, and I know that Bobby Moe has, there's, there's a few Canadians. I, I was about to ask what the deal it, is with that, but there, there are quite a few, but like, you know, what, what's the thing that pushes Bobby, Bobby Moe to the next level? Uh, All right, we we want to hear it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just like any program once, once a, a bar is set, I mean, it's continuing mm -hmm. to find a way to take it higher. And, um, it was great to see that the team got into, into a conference moving forward now for oh, yeah. uh, starting next year. Um, that I think they can be really competitive in moving forward. But I mean, like you said, made the, made the tournament the last two times there's, there's been one. And um, I think finding a way to, uh, to get into that second round and, and push forward um, a little further into the tournament. Um, that's definitely, definitely a goal uh, of the program and, and something we have in mind this year, obviously uh, 
is just trying to not first get there because that, that goal has been established, but also trying to uh, to take the program to new heights and, and start getting some more uh, wins in the in the tournament. You guys get a really shitty draw every year, don't you? You get like uh, <laughs> fuck. You get like a number one or like a uh, yeah. But, but 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 you guys took Maryland, uh, right? You were yeah. there for Maryland. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I don't do research heading into this, I, but I, I, I seem to Jordy, remember. Jordy, I, is, Jordy is from the hip always. It's a Philly guy mentality. Just fuck, but, He's wearing a fucking shawl right now. You know, but, he's, but that, he doesn't care about anything. But I, I, but I remember live tweeting that Maryland game yes. and you guys were all up in their shit for like the in first there. half. Yeah. You were, you were grotesquely in there. <laughs> and, um, but like that, like that's, I, but that, like, that's the type of team that I think like, right, like, I think you guys have gotten to a point right now where like you, you've, you've established uh, an identity and it's like that, like that rust belt Pittsburgh, like grinder mentality. And like, I, I think something to do with that is like, as you mentioned, like you got the call, Oh, like the final week of your high school, like while you were in high school to, to get there. And I think, um, you know, I, th- I think a lot of schools are kind of similar, like you guys are like a high point where, you know, teams that, you know, they don't rely on getting those like verbal commitments from seventh graders. Like they, they <laughs> find the late bloomers and, you know, high point like gets Asher Nolting like right before, like, I, th- I think he was like walking up on stage to get his diploma by the time that high point called Asher Nolting. Um, and like getting those late bloomers who, you know, they might not have been, like the best team on their like U12 like travel team, but like guys who are, are grinders and like work their ass off and can, can do it. So like, do you think that, you know, Robert Morris, do, do you think teams like, like, cause I think that that really uh, like the parity in college across yeah. has gotten tighter like the past 10 years, you've been around for seven of them. So you would know best. Um, <laughs> but like, so the parody, like, do you think it like guys who are, you know, those late bloomers and there's just so many different places to pick from now where, you know, uh, guys like, you know, places like Hopkins might not find them at first, but there's just so much more talent out that like, do you think that those late bloomers are probably the biggest reason why there's so much parity in the sport right now? Yeah. I mean, definitely there's, there's only what 70, 71 teams and, and the talent, like, I mean, I, I coach a lot of several across, several across, and I see like these seventh and eighth graders thrown behind the backs and all this crazy crap, like from growing up watching all like the players of this generation. I think, I think Brennan O'Neill could have kicked my ass in a one-on-one when he was in sixth grade and me right now. Exactly though. Like you just see like that talent level of kids when they're, they're younger now. So like, it's, it's clearly going to get dispersed, but um, I, I think, uh, like that's just more credit to coach McMahon. I mean, he's been, he's been doing it for a couple years now. Um, just, just finding that talent, um, for guys like, like Ryan Smith on our team now, I, I didn't even know that, but he was very under recruited as well. Like literally didn't have very hardly any division one offers, if any outside of Robert Morris. And he's <laughs> one of the best players I've ever played with. Um, so like, uh, yeah, Coach McMahon just does a great job at, at finding those kind of guys, and especially in the Canadian talent pool. I don't know why. I feel like some coaches might be a little hesitant to, to bring in Canadians, but, but Coach McMahon's always done that. And they're all great guys uh, and, and very, very talented, and I love bringing that, that box element to, to, to the field game. Um, so, yeah, so obviously I think, like I said, the talent, but also a little bit of credit to Coach McMahon too for the type of guys he's, he's found a way to bring in. Yeah, it's a great day for Hay, boys. 
Uh, yeah, those Canadians are nuts, bro. But you know, can we, well, you know that, that was that was a real good Letterkenny uh, reference, just in case anyone listening didn't. Just in case that. anybody, yeah, I mean, they got you. Half the half, you know, the, the crossover with the listeners. There's so many hockey guys that are here that are that are in the you know, they're in the the pool of crease dive listeners. But uh, to that point, I wanna I wanna go ahead and just shit on the uh, the the recruiting rankings that you know they do every year like the top 20 recruits uh ty, ty zanders friend of the program ty zanders friend of the program uh well he's he's been I and mean, we love him so much but like he he stays up at night because after not giving matt rambo the number one recruiting spot that year uh but regardless out of like okay the top five the top six the rest of it is really a crapshoot. Like it's really not like indicative, you know, these four and five, three and four and five star guys, like the stars aren't really indicative outside. Of, and somebody's gonna get mad at me about this, but like outside of your guys, like Brennan O'Neill, Xavier Arline, like Joey Spelina, like these kids are disgusting. I know, but like outside of that, there's guys who are great players and they weren't like in Ty Xander's radar. Right. You know, the, Every Penn State graduate of the past, like, three years has gone on to play professional lacrosse. So, like, I mean, it's just – it's not indicative – like, these, these fucking rankings aren't indicative of, how, of these players. And I think that we're beginning to see that with the, the parity in Division One. And, I, you know, there's – I mean, are any of these Canadian guys on the Bobby Moe team, are they looking to go play in the NLL? Are they, is, that, is, that yeah. a, is that a possibility for some of them? Yeah, uh, Ryan was the number three pick um, this past draft. We also had Brad McCall. There you go. Ninth. Um, well, you you also got a chance to play with Tyson Gibson for a while. He yeah, was, that he was yeah. the number one pick the year before. So I don't I don't think a lot of people recognize that. But Robert Morris has the most uh, most NLL active NLL players um, right now. I think we have like twelve. Or uh, Philadelphia Wings captain Comites. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So they've been doing it for a while. I think it's it's kind of gone a little unnoticed, but. Um, yeah, I mean, they just we just pump out Canadian uh, like NLL guys like nonstop. So it's been a, it's been awesome, and I love that element. It's, it's it teaches you a lot too in the field game, just like playing with those guys every day. Um, now, is is that something that that you've thought about? I I, I know uh, that you're, I know that you're a, a little bit of a of a smaller guy like myself. Um, so you know, I, I go out there, I I play in my men's league box, and I'm still getting pushed just gets around, so I, fucking wrecked. <laughs> Uh, dude, like I, I don't even get a chance to touch the ball before I get wrecked. Um, but, but is that you're, you're obviously uh, much, much quicker than I am because I'm talking about lacrosse and you're playing lacrosse. Um, so I, I think that you could do a lot better than I, is that anything that you, that you've like looked into a little bit or. I if the opportunity presented itself. Yeah. I would definitely love to, to take a shot at the box game. I mean, we've played it a lot here at Robert Morris. We always did at least once a week. We'll, we'll go down to, to the Island and, and play, uh, play box on Mondays or Wednesdays. And, um, it's kind of, I remember cause like the Canadians get kind of mad cause like we'll play with real hockey goals or like sometimes we don't have the, the box nets and we'll play with real goals and they're like, this isn't box. And then <laughs> get mad cause the, the Americans will pull up from like 20 yards out and score. on the, on the go, 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 go take a shot of syrup. <laughs> yeah. Fucking but, drink uh, from a bag of milk. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's it's super fun. I, I played hockey growing up too, so like just having that that crossover, um, a lot of a lot of relatable things. But yeah, I mean if the opportunity presented itself, I would I would love to. I, I'm a big Did fan you play of, box growing up? 
Uh, again, in Pittsburgh, like at the time, there weren't a lot of opportunities. I think now there's, there's a lot more. Um, but again, like it wasn't with the actual size box nets or anything like that. It was just more a place to play that there wasn't snow on the ground <laughs> in the winter. All right. Yeah. I, I totally get that. I, I, I feel like, uh, like right, right over the border, like a, like a wheeling West Virginia, like that would be a mm. good place to put a box lacrosse team, like, <laughs> like even more gritty than Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. um, so if, if the NLL is looking for expanding, I know that they're looking at like Vegas right now, but if you're looking for, uh, the, the Vegas at the Rust Belt, uh, Wheeling, West Virginia. That like that should be. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Um, all right. Well, s- speaking of some um, slightly unattractive areas of the country, let let's move over towards uh, one of the most beautiful locations that the United States has to offer, Utah. Um, so, one, I I, I want to hear about the. Um, you know, just the decision and, and the thought process behind uh, transferring and, and spending two years over there. And then two, uh, we, we do have one question, uh, at, at least from the coaching staff over there. This is from uh, your, your good friend, Adam Gettleman, who wants to know who the best shooter on the U- Utah lacrosse staff is. So you can also talk about the whole staff if you want. Okay. Um, yeah, so we'll, we'll circle back to that one. Um, but yeah, just, just going through, uh, that process. Um, I feel like a lot of people always think too, like when someone transfers, like there's something, there's a really like a real reason or something wrong with like them not enjoying the program or the spot they're at. Um, for me, it was completely different. I kind of looked at the bigger picture. Um, I grew up in, in Pittsburgh, obviously I'm seven minutes away from campus. Uh, and once I found out that like I knew I would have those two years of eligibility. I, I loved, I had the opportunity to spend some time out West the, the summers before and just absolutely loved it. Um, and then once I had seen that Utah added that program, um, it was definitely a school I was interested in. Uh, just kind of taking that step back again. And also academically, I was like, I'm not gonna be able to play lacrosse forever. And um, I had a real passion for real estate and it kind of just stars aligned there as far as them having the the major I wanted to pursue and, and an opportunity to, to get to go out West. Um, so that was kind of like how things opened. Uh, I wasn't close-minded to come back to Robert Morris either. It was just kind of an opportunity to, to use lacrosse in school to, to get out of Pittsburgh um, for a little bit and go out there. Um, so yeah, so it was a, it was a cool opportunity. It's, it's an awesome place. There's miss, uh, miss the sunshine a little bit out there <laughs> at times, but uh but no, it's a it's a beautiful place, and and really fortunate for for getting the opportunity to go out there and play for those guys in Utah. Uh, do, do, would you like to answer the question? Oh yeah, the shot one. Yeah. I was trying to put it off because like I know I'm gonna get some crap from from one of them. Um, creativity wise, I gotta go, Coach Getz. Obviously, he's a but he's not a field player. So he's not the best. Fucking, shooter, you know what? I hate I when say, goalies have good shots. I hate when goalies it's the have worst good shots because it's then the they go. That you know, cause cause get I mean, obviously Gettleman he gets a chance to play in the PL, but like I'm I'm sure that every once in a while he'll show he probably has some friends that play in the men's league and he'll show up and they'll be like, Oh great, like we have a pro goalie showing up, like we won't give up a single goal. And then these guys show up and they don't bring a goalie stick. They bring a few they're like, No, I'm playing attack. Like have you seen his box highlights before? Like I he had like no. a there's a video I saw of him at, at a training camp and I was just like because he's obviously like madman when he's playing like all over the place and he was just lighting guys up and then like in transition stuff just scoring like twister goals and stuff it was a uh, pretty cool so that's why i went with him for the creativity standpoint but um but yeah i i'd say 
this is tough. I think uh, Coach Manny has a has a quicker release, but I'd have to go all around Coach uh, Marcus Holman just because uh, he's got a little bit more range um, than Coach Manny. So. Oh, yeah, you can shoot from the fucking parking lot. <laughs> so, I'm 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 a little yeah. partial. I'm partial to lefties, so I, I I got Will in this one. Did you like being? I mean, Utah. Like talk. Okay, it's fucking beautiful. First of all, like it's <laughs> it's fucking beautiful. Talk about. I mean, you go from and not to shit on Pittsburgh, but to shit on Pittsburgh. Like it's Steel City, right? So it's like you know blue collar um you blue know collar, you got, yellow bridges you blue collar yellow bridges like you got Steelers fans like it's just it's rough right so to go out to Utah where everyone's like CBD and like homeopathic uh remedies and you know chamomile tea like I'm sure was there any like sort of culture shock going out there because it's like I mean it's a completely different part of the country you know it, the mountain life is is way different you know I, instead of like going to rip some brews at your favorite pub on the weekends and pit. It's more like, Hey, do you want to go like ski this weekend? Like yeah. it's just, a, it's different shit. Right. So like, yeah. was it a culture shock? Was it more enjoyable? Was it less enjoyable? What was that vibe? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, like Pittsburgh's an awesome place, like seven or eight months out of the year. And then the winters can, can get pretty gloomy. So it was kind of weird. Like there, the winters would be, dump snow on you and then it's like crystal clear blue skies um which was which was pretty cool but yeah definitely like culture wise people are people are a lot different um a lot more laid back obviously mm-hmm. and, and kind of like you said like it was pretty spot on like again in the winter time you're just kind of going out to bars and restaurants here in pittsburgh where there it's like you can go ski or do you want to go hike or just do something outdoors i did find myself outside like a lot more more out there for sure but that's obviously just a kind of like being in the weather um, out there is a lot different. It just allows you to kind of get out and do a little bit more. What's your, uh, so you, so we'll talk end game here and I don't want to get too ahead of us, too ahead of us. You know, you'll have, you'll have three college degrees, right? You'll have the, the undergrad, the real estate management, and then just an MBA. Yep. Yeah. So what's, what's your plan going forward? Where are you trying to, you know, what's, what's your dream job? Um, I'd probably, I, I mean, I plan on getting into, into real estate, um, after, uh, after the season's over, um, kind of pursuing some job opportunities right now. And, um, obviously like one day I'd love to kind of own my own real estate, uh, company and focus a lot. I, I actually enjoy residential a little bit more, um, than commercial. I know there might be a little more, um, financial opportunity in commercial, but yeah, just, just flipping houses and, and get to a spot where, uh, you can do that on your own. Sweet. I'd love to hear it. I'm, I'm just looking forward to May to when Bobby Moe is in the tournament. And then <laughs> I don't know if you guys throw last names on the back of your jerseys or not, but just throw, just throw Dr. Perkins on the back of there. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. Um, okay. I, I, th- this one, this isn't going with the flow of the conversation at all, but I've been dying to ask this whole time. Um, so there was a screenshot that uh, ma- made its rounds on Twitter earlier. This uh, I-, I think it was right before New Year's from our good pal Diggs Tape. Uh, everyone, you pro- if you're listening to this right now, you probably follow Diggs Tape, but if not, make sure you throw him a follow. Uh, he had a buddy who met a girl on Hinge or, or one of those dating apps and um, 
this screenshot, the, the girl said that her brother played college across at a, uh, the, the school was blanked out, but that yeah. his first game, he would be covering Michael Sowers. Mm-hmm. I want to know right now, because I, I have a feeling that you might have seen the screenshot floating. Yeah, like, no, I, I've definitely can, seen it. <laughs> can, can you confirm or deny that that sp- specific female uh, has a brother that plays on Robert Morris, and, and that's who she was talking about. Yeah, uh, I hate to throw under the bus, but the post game was was right. This was it had nothing to do with Robert Morris. Um, it was, the, it was Denver, it, right? Like, it was something that didn't fit in there. But yeah, I mean, we uh, we we'll, had we'll, all. We'll bleep that out. We don't want to give the post game any uh, any any credit. Those <laughs> <Yeah>. guys suck. <laughs> but uh, I just I had seen. I think it was like Osella or someone was saying that like. It clearly doesn't work because uh, the name, like the font, isn't big enough to fit Robert Morris. But he was right. I mean, it's got to be someone else that uh, that that's playing Duke their first game. But I know for a fact that it wasn't anyone because we kind of we had caught wind of it, and everyone on our team either that or someone didn't fess up. So <laughs> on our team, I saw <laughs> someone didn't fess up. You're like, ah, listen, man, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, so no, someone I, someone's cutting their sister out of all the pictures in their dorm room yeah. right now. Like, I don't yeah, even like, have nah. a sister. What are you guys talking about? Yeah. So it, 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 it was it was a uh I mean obviously you probably didn't get the result that you were looking for, but you know, you guys were right up there with the and you also held Sowers to zero goals. So um, you know, if if it was anyone on your team and and maybe they're a little too afraid to admit it, but <laughs> maybe they can't is, now did a, did a uh, their job. They had their they guy. could take credit. You know, if I'm the if I'm the guy, if I'm the guy now, like I'm going I'm gonna get like a couple hundred retweets by saying by the way, this was my sister. I locked Sowers <laughs> down. Uh, suck it. I just like whoever, like just get your guy, like the most, like the greasiest defenseman on your team, the guy who doesn't even play, right? Just have him, have him do it and farm some engagement on Twitter. That would be, that would be perfect. Um, oh, I, I have another. So now this is the part of the interview where we run out of stuff to talk about. So we just say okay. whatever pops in our head. Yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah, we, we can only like, we, we can only plan like three questions and then <laughs> after that it just goes off the rails. Um, right. So you, you said that you're, you're living in an apartment right now. Um, do you ever invite any of the guys over to your apartment or is this like a, like a safe space? Like, all right, I, I need a little bit of a break <laughs> from you guys. Um, I actually, I mean, I tend to, I mean, it's a small apartment so like really can't fit too many people uh, to be honest. So most of the time if, if we're getting together, it's going over there. Um, into into Coriopolis and, and hang out with those guys at their houses. Um, but yeah, it's also that's been like a weird dynamic as well, just because like had to get a little creative with with how you're hanging out with guys this year. Um, obviously, like with just having to be smart with COVID and stuff, it's it's kind of it's been weird in the fall. You could do it a little bit more because the rules weren't quite as tight. But now, like getting the full team together is a, a little bit more challenging, just because um, obviously we have to be smart in season. And if if one guy gets it and you're around the whole team it kind of eliminates everyone right away so we've been trying to, to stick to a little smaller group so i might have to have some of the guys over now that uh it's a smaller group well actually i i know that this is probably like a, a boring topic but like it is there uh like is, is there a noticeable difference between the way like you guys have to operate like just speaking of like lacrosse like not even just like off the field but like every, like everything in terms of like practice and planning and film and stuff like is there like a noticeable difference the way that you guys have to do things this year as opposed to a year where there's not a pandemic 
Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and our coaches have done a, done a great job, like just being creative. And like I said, it's just limiting, limiting contact with guys so that if, if for some reason someone does pop up with a positive case, it's not the entire team going down and having the quarantine. It's a smaller group of maybe five or six guys. So, um, yeah, our film film sessions are a little different. Um, definitely, like, don't always have the full group. Got to do a lot of virtual stuff this year. Um, and then just obviously, like, wearing masks around everywhere and all the time. <laughs> it can get to be a little annoying, but whatever to, to get us uh, being able to play, I think uh, the, guys will, the guys will do it. Um, I know that it's it, – I mean, it, it's it's got to be tough. I mean, are you guys – I mean, it involves, it, it takes a lot of like individual work too. Yeah. You know, like guys got to put in their, their individual work, stay on the wall, whatever, you know, as corny as it sounds right, you know, keep your stick dialed in, you know, go out and run your two miles out whatever. Um, that shit gets boring. I mean, I train a lot like on my own and I swear to God, it's so fucking boring. Like I, you know, I, I'm going to do an Ironman this year and like, it's just, it's, I have to find the training partner at some point that I can bike with, or I'm just going to fucking lose my mind. Like, do you ever, do you ever get that same vibe? You know, like I'm so fucking bored of like lifting weights by myself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, luckily like we've been able to, to be in groups for, for a lot of that stuff. And like, okay, cool. We have our set groups of guys that if we're going to do that type of stuff, we can, we can stick with. Um, but yeah, like over, over break, like after fall ball and all winter, it was like, especially once you start getting closer to coming back um, to the season, I was like any of the handful of guys in Pittsburgh that like I would normally get together with to, to train or do stuff. It was just kind of like, Hey, sorry, I can, I got to be ready to, to test negative whenever we get back to campus. Um, so that was like, yeah, that, that month and a half or, or two months was, was getting pretty long there. <laughs> not, not really. Being saying, yeah. So yeah, I would, uh, I would just like to mention, I believe that that is now the uh, seventh episode in a row that Jake has mentioned that he's doing an Ironman at some point. So <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, I, listen, is that? When is that? I did, it's in November and I didn't get to do it last year. So like, I got to, I mean, I, I had to start over just like half of these guys did. So like it's in solidarity. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I think he started the pandemic just so he could talk about it a little bit. Later. That's right. I, inv I invented coronavirus. It, the, the, the most working out that Jordy does is walking from his couch where his computer is, where he blogs all day about fucking hockey. And then he walks to his smoker to make meats. And like, that's the, that's, that's his workout for the day. It's just back and forth, burning up the road between those two places. Well, I, I got to carry the brisket. So arms are <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, I think right now, all right. So we're, we're going to move to, uh, some of these Twitter questions because, because people were very excited that you were coming on the show. So um, some of them seem a little bit mean spirited. So everyone who, everyone who sent in questions, there you guys feel a, a little bad about yourselves right now. Okay. Because Jimmy is a human. He might be a little <laughs> older than your typical college lacrosse player, but he's human. He has feelings. So a, a little rude for some of you, especially, I can't believe, well, let's just start off right here. Anish Shroff, rude, uh, is I can rent cars a viable pickup line. Um, but, but you can't yet, right? That, that's 25? No, yeah, I still got another month, so uh, can't, can't use that one just yet. Well, okay. get, wrecked, get wrecked, Anish. Yeah, but when it comes time for the tournament in May, you'll be of age and you can drive everyone. I'll be driving down, down. yeah. Man. You, can, you can rent the team bus and drive everyone down. Um, 
Okay, well let let's let's get this I one actually, in. Funny story with that though. I did have there was an underclassman that texted me. He uh he had to like go home for for a family emergency, and he thought to text me to get a car because he was going to ask me. Oh my god! <laughs> for him to take it back. That's a, that is amazing. <laughs> I, I would honestly help you if I could, but I'm still uh, still a couple months out from that. So. Yeah, m- most most kids in uh, college are getting fake IDs to buy booze, and and you get a <laughs> fake one just to be a couple months older, so you can rent a car for the boys. Um, okay, here here's one that I I think I heard you mention a little bit earlier. Um, but so uh, Bob Fitch wants to know: Uptown Funk was the number one song your freshman year. Do you still play it every once in a while to remember the good times? Uh, yeah, because we we were talking about that before before we got started, and uh, it just reminded me of there was a night where, uh, like, obviously we got our, our six a.m. lifts, and we're in our house with like seven or eight guys, and then someone just put on like after one of the games was over or something like Bruno Mars came on with like a live concert in New Orleans and somehow it just led to like the entire house staying up until like 1.30 in the morning watching this this Bruno Mars uh concert so that did uh actually when I saw that brought back some, some memories there listen the man can perform yeah he is <laughs> not only can he but but as a fellow member of the short kings united i <laughs> love bruno mars and everything that he does so he he tells it he he proves that short people can still rock <laughs> um this this could be from someone that you might know so may, maybe the answer here could get a little uh your favorite blonde locker room pal Blonde locker room pal. I'm trying to think who's blonde. James I Leary. I think Torin or James Leary. Was it James Leary? Yeah, it was, it was James Leary. <laughs> yeah. Oh, tough, tough look for James. Leary. Ooh, tough look for Leary. Oh no. Uh, okay. A uh, couple more here. Um, so you already answered the best shooter on the Utah staff. Um, and Anish did say, and, and Anish, if you're listening, well, uh, I'll I'll put you back over the boss instead of under it. Uh, he did say that you are his hero. So <laughs> he did. Uh, he did say that. Uh, okay. So how are you celebrating the four year anniversary of your 21st birthday? <laughs> that's just such a rough way to put it. Like what a fucking, that's so mean. Like stop. That's ridiculous. Everyone just keeps talking about me like being 25 and I'm not 25 yet that like, I kind of forgot. I like to think that I'm 25 already so yeah. just because everyone keeps uh, keeps bringing it up. Age, age is just a mindset. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I feel like I'm I'm 12 still, so. Uh la- la- last one here. Uh I'm not going to get much of an answer, but ha- actually no, because you seem pretty uh pretty invested in your future and and you seem to be um pretty pretty financially oriented with with some of the things that you want in life so uh how's the 401k doing do you get one of those by, by the ncaa does the NCAA, do, 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 do the boosters pay into it or are we about to break some news here bobby <laughs> boosters are pumping into jimmy perkins's 401k i wish but unfortunately not that's a that's something that i am going to be uh slightly behind the eight ball compared to most of my friends who have uh been out of school for three or four years now so uh got some got some catching up to do there <laughs> uh all right well well those are 
those are all the ones that that will you you were you were a sport during those <laughs> honestly it can't be uh can't be anything worse than than what i get from the guys every day so uh figured uh i'd be ready for him <laughs> yeah and especially being around that many canadians too because the canadians like they'll just go and then they build off of each <laughs> other and then actually actually how how has that like how is like i, I know we talked about box like a little bit and like that kind of rubbing off on you but like do, do you find yourself when you're talking like do you ever find yourself like switching into like that mode of like talking like when you're around them for too long like do they have that kind bit. of yeah yeah like when i was i had a like half of my roommates were canadian my, my junior year and then i actually was on campus too the first three years like when you're with those guys like 24 7 like compared to just practice this year but i felt definitely at times you start picking up and accidentally slipping a couple a's and stuff like that <laughs> a couple a's couple butts yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you, you definitely do, especially like just, yeah, in any, any sort of daily conversation. It's uh, You start it's, drinking milk out of bags, yeah. you know, like, you know, keeping your skates with you at all sort at all points <laughs> in time. Like you just, it kind of rubs off on you. I'm, I'm sure it yeah. does. But they are, they are all, all great guys. It's a, uh, I was, I was interested at how that dynamic uh, was whenever I first got there, but it's been awesome. I mean, our team's pretty much been 50, 50 split Canadians and, and Americans for my entire time there. So, um, but yeah, do you love, guys love do you guys play the national anthem and the Canadian national anthem at the we games? Actually do at home games. I knew it. <laughs> I fucking knew it. <laughs> our, uh, we have a ground screw guy, John Tucci, he's a legend. He uh, he sings our national anthem, and he'll always try to sing some other songs. And we have like Canada Day at the end of the season. Of course, season. Like, got to. This is uh, O Canada for it for the for the guys. I mean, O Canada slaps. Like there's no yeah, it, 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 there's it no way hard. around it. Like that, <laughs> it it's does. A, but we also would have uh, we'd have enough in fall ball too. A tradition we do is is Canada versus USA. Um, normally we end up having to donate a goalie sometimes on occasion, but um, yeah, we normally get that that Canada USA game, in at some point in, in fall ball. Wow, breaking oh, Robert Morris, very racist. Just not letting the Canadians play with the Americans. <laughs> That's it's more for bragging rights uh, <laughs> between the teams because they can get kind of heated just because. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Sp- spin zone that one all you want. We're <laughs> we're coming for you. Um, actually, we did just get one more Twitter question uh, coming through here. Uh, someone wants to know if you get sick of the fact that uh, a Pittsburgh team never wins the state championship in Pennsylvania, and that it's Ooh. always Philly schools. Cool. Cool. Um, well, I think up until like, like there wasn't even a state championship for I was in Division Two. So like there's only like one or two teams that even go from division one, but um, no, I, I don't. Um, Cause Philadelphia has been a hotbed for a lot longer. They have all the private schools and their schools are also like four times the size of the, the schools in Pittsburgh. So uh, we, uh, we make up for it in all the other sports. <laughs> there you go. The steel city, the steel city mindset. Yep. Right. I get it. Uh, you know, yeah. Well, that too touche on that. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't really know if uh, Jakey, you got anything else for for Jimmy here? This is uh, you know this. I, this is this is honestly is our is our. I think this is our longest interview yet. And I've really just. I Trey told me that Jimmy was was the man, and uh, that you know to look forward to it. And I was like, all right, we're gonna cut it up. We're gonna see. And I mean, lo and behold, here we are. We've had a a great fucking time just chopping it up an hour goes an hour goes by 
so fucking quick when you're buzzing with the boys. Let's just oh, yeah. let's say that. So uh, definitely worth staying up past the bedtime uh, tonight for you guys. Dude, I'm telling, I'm telling really you, we, you know, <laughs> we absolutely appreciate it. Jordy's basically 35, so am I. <laughs> So like we, we totally understand the vibe. So we, you know, we, we really do appreciate you, you, you coming out and coming on. Jordy, do you have anything else for the man? No, but just, uh, just for everyone listening, I mean, Bobby Moe's got quite the schedule coming up here. So definitely a team to be on the lookout for. You guys got a high point this weekend. So uh, what, what, what is it? Is that a Saturday or a Sunday game? Yeah, Saturday. Okay, so you guys got high point this Saturday. You've got Bucknell. You got Bellarmine, who, who we just saw. Uh, I think they just played against Jacksonville earlier today. Not, not the best showing out of them, but – then you guys, Notre Dame, Air Force, Virginia, Jackson, like you guys have like as, as, especially for like a Robert Moore schedule, like a pretty loaded schedule. So um, should be a, a good test for you guys. And, you know, I, I think, I think a, a lot of the things that we heard from you out of it, like just a, a gritty team with a bunch of Canadians who are a bunch of pricks who are going to get like, I, I feel like the guys on Virginia are going to get so sick of you guys um, <laughs> with, with all those Canadians just chirping the whole time. So definitely a team to keep your eyes out for uh, make sure you check them out against high point this Saturday. Any idea what the, what the broadcast is, is going to be like a, a, a website or a, yeah, I'm sure there's got to be a stream off of whether Robert Morris's or, uh, or high point somewhere. So should be able to watch somehow. High point right, cool. usually has one, so I'll check. I'll see if I can tweet it or something. People are so fucking annoying. It'll probably be on National Nolting's Instagram Live. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, Jimmy. Thanks for uh, hopping on with us. And uh, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll be pulling for Bobby Mo. The, we we're a big underdog podcast, and I, I think we Robert are. Morris. You guys, uh, you guys only have a few more years left of being the underdog because I think you're you're just about there. So enjoy it and uh yeah i mean keep keep living the dream and tell your friends in uh in their accounting jobs right now that to suck it <laughs> yeah thank you guys uh appreciate the support and uh and thank you for having me on have a good one jimmy Take care. i'm nice right now man I-, I feel good if you have a drink would you please put it in the air that party last night was awfully crazy, I wish we taped it I danced my face off and had this one girl completely naked Drink my drink and smoke my But my good friends is all I need Pass out at three, wake up at ten Go out to eat, then do it again Man, I wanna I go to college for the rest of my life at Bankers Club and drink Miller Lite on Thirsty Thursday and Tuesday night ice and I can get pizza a dollar a slice so fill up my cup let's get muffed up I'm next on the table who want what I am champion at beer pong Alan Iverson Akeem Olajuwon don't even bounce not in my house better hope you make it otherwise you naked time isn't wasted when you're getting wasted woke up today and all I can say is um that party last night was awfully crazy i wish we taped it i danced my face off and had this one girl completely naked drink my drink and smoke my but my good friends is all i need pass out at three wake up at ten